quality meets diamond know-how at Turner's Jewelers. Hey, Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The maker of high-quality, world-famous Sunbrella products is looking for process operators, process technicians, quality inspectors, and material handlers. Now, they're seeking experienced pros, and they're also willing to train candidates who are new to manufacturing. So check out all the opportunities. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate, plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. That's right, you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. So apply today. You'll also enjoy generous benefits, including paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching, a pension program, free on-site medical care, a 24-7 fitness center, and more. It's an established company with an exciting future, so don't wait. Apply now at join.sunbrella.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Apply today at join.sunbrella.com. in each Tuesday morning on the Mickey Plyler Show for an exclusive interview with Clemson baseball head coach Eric Backage all season long, only on The Roar, where every day is game day. Out of bounds on The Roar. Who do you play for? Play for... United States of America. After 35 long years, Clemson has been waiting 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Clemson. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson. Touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Thursday. March the 2nd, 2023. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead. Uh, ben is live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. And I am live at the downtown Greensboro Marriott once again uh, from the seventh floor uh, overlooking beautiful downtown Greensboro. Um I, you know what? I'm not even going to give it that. Overlooking, um, overlooking decidedly average downtown Greensboro. Uh, on a rainy day here, there's been a little bit of off and on rain. Hopefully, the rain has gone away, and uh, we're going to be indoors regardless. I just, I, I prefer just a little cloud cover. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited to, um, to see the Tigers in action today. Um, I've already seen some Twitter chit-chat about how North Carolina wants no part of Clemson today from some 
North Carolina women's basketball partisans. And, uh, you know, people, even on the halftime of the first game, talking about how Clemson's maybe the hottest team in the league, the way they're playing right now. And I don't even think they played that great yesterday, to be honest with you. Um, and so I'm excited to see that today. 545 pregame is 6 o'clock tip-off between 10-seeded Clemson and 7-seeded North Carolina. Ben, how are you today? I am uh, very well, thank you. I am jealous of you. You be careful what you say about the motherland there known as Greensboro, North Carolina for me. Uh, it is a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. And even if your view is not, you tell people that it is. So that's where we will start the little program. You know what? Let me let me modify my comments just slightly. I, I, I will say that Greensboro, it is – it is one of my favorite places because I know where everything is, mm-hmm. and we stay in the same hotel all the time. Uh, do Do you go to? Uh, I think it's Dolce Aroma, the little coffee shop around the like down the street from the hotel, <laughs> with the the lady that makes you taste the coffee while it's still six thousand degrees, just to make sure it tastes good. Folks, you would think he would know me by now after all these years of working together, but he's, he still doesn't know me. Co- I don't go to little coffee shops, Clark. I don't. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just saying there. it's a it's a women's basketball tradition that uh-huh. one or more people every single day will go to this little coffee shop. And it is like this lady, she's nice. I, she's from somewhere in Europe. I can't remember exactly where. She literally, she'll like make you coffee. She asks you six times if you want something else besides what you ordered. And it's just, it's cute. It's not annoying. It's a cute thing. And then she will literally, she will make you taste that. Like, I got a white chocolate mocha today, and I got 20 ounces of pure gold. That thing is amazing. <laughs> but what but what, happen, what what happens is she makes you taste the coffee to, like, make sure she didn't screw it up. Ben, it is lit, like, it is like. It is like boiling water on the stove and then dumping it down your gullet. It's the hottest thing you'll ever drink. You can't possibly taste that coffee. All you taste is heat on your tongue that's going to stay there for three days. Are you uh, – do you stay – the women stay right there uh, in the uh, – right at the interstate, like diagonal across from the mall? Kind of uh, – is that where you are? Correct. Okay. Yes. I know where you are. Yeah, nice little place. See, now that – when that's high, uh, high Point Road right there. When I was a, a youngster in the Greensboro area, the interstate there, about where the hotel is, that was the turnaround from the cruising High Point Road on a Friday night. So I know it well, buddy. I know it well. Uh, this is the se- – I, I literally – I've never stayed in another hotel in Greensboro besides this one with a team. I've never stayed in any one but yeah. this. It's like it's every single time we come here. And I do appreciate like. I've said this many times before. Greensboro gets a lot of hate from Clemson people uh, because it's basically Tobacco Road. Uh, you know, every game is basically a home game for North Carolina and NC State and sometimes Duke when they come here. But the reality is, like, no, nobody can possibly care about the ACC tournament, especially the women's basketball tournament more than the city of Greensboro and the staff at Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's home. Uh, final question. That's that that hotel has an a, an adjoining restaurant. Is it Sticky Fingers? Is that what it is? Um, Something like that. You know, honest to goodness, I I do not know. I'm gonna have to research that. 
Yeah. I'm so tunnel vision when I get in here that I, I'm not even certain. You I got to go check that. Walk right past the elevators from the uh, from the lobby, and you walk right into a restaurant. It's pretty good. Whatever okay. it was, it's pretty good. Uh, okay. So tell the people why you are there. Why are you still there, Quark? Uh, well, Clemson beat Pittsburgh last night, 71-53. And uh, Amanda Butler now 5-0 and in ACC tournament openers as a head coach at Clemson. Fantastic. How about uh, that? I know. Side note, she is 7-0 and in postseason tournament openers because she won the uh, first game of the NCAA tournament and the first game of the NIT the two times that she's been. Um, I think the win over Florida State on Sunday cemented Clemson into postseason into the NIT. But if it didn't, then the win over Pittsburgh certainly did. Uh, Clemson now inside the top 60 of the net and uh, excited to take on North Carolina Day. Do you know um, North Carolina, um, their coach, Courtney Banghart, she and Amanda Butler are friends. They have some, uh, like, their, their families are close. And, and they, when, when, like, when we go to Chapel Hill, uh, they generally go out to eat with each other. They, generally hang out um Courtney Banghart twice in her uh weekly press conference with the ACC mentioned something about you know I think one of the quotes was Duke doesn't play again until they play us and there was another quote where basically she's talking about a rematch with Duke because you know North Carolina beat Duke on Sunday to keep Duke from winning the ACC regular season title that's why uh, Notre Dame ended up winning it. And if Duke had just won, they win the tiebreaker. They end up winning the, the league. And so there were lots of questions about that. Um, at least publicly in her comments, Courtney Banghart appears to be overlooking this matchup. And I can tell you Clemson's staff is uh, keenly aware of that. And Clemson's players are keenly aware of that. And so I don't know what that means today, but I'm kind of jacked up to see this team play. And you know what else? I am jacked up for our Roar intern, Hannah Hank, who in her final ACC tournament started out with a career-high 19 points, a career-high tying three three-pointers. She had, I believe she had five rebounds in the game yesterday. She was absolutely tremendous on the floor for the Tigers. It may be the best game she's ever played in her career. I love that for older players, but especially – for the Aussie, Hannah Hank, who uh, is one of our interns. And I uh, appreciate Amy for uh, – I, I took a quick pic of Hannah on TV. I did not get her with the whole ACC Network panel. She was on, the, she was on live with, with, like, sitting at the desk with ACC Network last night. But uh, you can go to 105.5 The Roar on Instagram and, and see that in our story. Great, great, uh, great person, superhuman being. Somebody you absolutely root for, and then uh, she's also got content on her website. So, good day for Hannah Hank. Yeah, she's a good one, and you know, glad the Roar could uh, could do our small part in helping them get a win through. That's through right. Hannah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's- our, our good buddy Faxon gets in on the text line asking if uh, hypothetically a, a W over North Carolina today and Duke tomorrow is that an NCAA appearance? I I mean I, I wouldn't rule it out. Actually, there was a. Uh, staff member that asked me about this this morning and what i said was you know um the the we've talked about this even in the men's tournament like the line between making the ncaa tournament and not making postseason is kind of smaller than you think there just aren't a lot of births available it's hard to fall away so like 
you know, a week ago, we're certain that Clemson's going to the NIT. But now you could see, okay, if two quad one wins, if they win today, they've got three quad one wins. Tomorrow, quad one win, and three of those coming in the last four games. Two of them uh, on neutral floors, and one of them uh, against a team that's probably going to be like a two or a three seed hey, in uh, the NCAA tournament. Quack, let me interrupt for a minute. So we had a little uh, a little robotic glitch there. Uh, you look; it appears like your signal is good again. So we missed that. Okay, good. Hear me one more time. Good. Okay, so uh, so what did you hear? Did you hear any of that? I heard, Luke, I am your father. That's about all I heard. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, no, did, didn't hear any of that scenario play out. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Uh, when, you know, a week ago, we thought that Clemson, you know, we weren't sure if Clemson was even going to make NIT. They were going to have to play well down the stretch. Now you're looking at a team with two quad one wins, no bad losses. Um, you're looking at a team with a top 60 net at the moment. You've got an opportunity today to win a clear quad one game, clear against North Carolina, a team that beats you in your building during a regular season. If you beat them, you play Duke, who is going to be like a three-seed in the NCAA tournament and, again, was a whisker away from winning the league regular season, a team that you played close and lost. Uh, they kind of pulled away late, but it was like a 10-point um, like a 10-point loss in Cameron during the regular season. If you beat them, you would have four quad one wins, no bad losses, and you would be playing for uh, an ACC championship. That That is a big – well, you'd be playing in the semifinal. That is a big deal. And that also tells me that you've got three quad one wins in the last four, uh, which I think the committee would like. So I think Clemson will be in the bubble conversation – if we will start talking about Clemson as a bubble team if they beat North Carolina today. If they beat North Carolina today and Duke tomorrow, then I think people are going to have to take a real long look at this resume after kind of leaving Clemson for dead for a couple weeks. So that's kind of where I stand on the uh, on the bubble conversation there. And to Faxon's question, the answer, in my opinion, is yes, it would prove to me that this is an NCAA tournament team I'm not sure how the resume would stack up against the other bubble teams. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's take care of business tonight, and then we have something to talk about tomorrow. It would be a little more the, real tomorrow, correct? That's correct, absolutely. Um, one other thing on the on the the basketball front, it is, and I want to get your thoughts on this, and we we probably will take this over to the other side. I'm having a really hard time with the just the logical reasoning that I'm supposed to take from what happened in South Bend last night. Mm -hmm. Because on the one hand, I'm looking around at Clemson, who had a chance to win the league if they go to, to Charlottesville and win. And I, I, we knew what had to happen there. We knew what had to happen. And doggone it, if Pitt doesn't lose to Notre Dame, that, that was one of the things that needed to happen. To me, of the list of things that needed to happen for Clemson to win the league, that was the least likely mm -hmm. scenario to happen. Notre Dame really throttled Pittsburgh last night. And, Ben, I th that helps Clemson for sure because of tiebreaker situation all that. It helps Clemson. But I'm also a little bit irked, annoyed, disappointed, whatever. That all It's kind of like the, the football thing about beating South Carolina. 
Like, no one thought if you just beat South Carolina, you get into the playoff. But then when you look at who got in the playoff, you could go back and go, golly, all you had to do is beat South Carolina. That's unbelievable. I kind of feel that way about the, the loss uh, on Tuesday night at Virginia. That, I, to me, it was the most stunning thing that's happened in weeks in the ACC. Notre Dame knocking off Pittsburgh, a team that has had no pulse whatsoever. Yeah, see, I wasn't as stunned by it, and, and here's why. Because I've, I've said in those games too many times when there is something external happening where a, a win-one for the Gipper kind of a situation. If people don't know, last night was Mike Bray's last home game at Notre Dame. He's been there 20-plus years. Um, I, I mean, really a legend there. He's not really retiring, but he's you know his time at Notre Dame is coming to an end. And he will, uh, you know, he'll move on voluntarily to other places next year or or the year after. No, Even though he's had seasons where maybe they don't feel like they uh, achieved all that they needed to, Notre Dame people love Mike Bray. They, they're smart enough to appreciate what he's done for them. And he's been a great fit there. I mean, he, he really has. Uh, so for players who've had just an incredibly disappointing season, to rally around him and play inspired basketball last night – I wasn't all that shocked, Quack, and maybe I should have been. The the other side of that is a very easy game for Pitt to overlook. No, you know, and in Pitt's mind, they're thinking, okay, we're going to uh, we win this game and we beat Miami, and you know, we're this is we win the conference. It's all you know, and it'd been real easy to overlook Notre Dame. Uh, and we can we can talk about trying to stay focused on all that stuff. It's still young kids for the most part that are 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 prone to overlook teams like Notre Dame. I mean, they just are. So I I mean I on, on paper I'm a hundred percent with you, but the reality of it is I I watched that game last night almost beginning to end because I expected it to be very, very tight. And that's the other thing. Notre Dame plays everybody tight, it seems like. And then they lose them in the, lose it in the end. Looked like they might do that last night, but they, they held on. So it was uh, – I mean, that's just kind of college basketball, maybe more specifically what has kind of taken place in this conference this season. You know, you're right about that. And before we go to break, I'll give you this stat. Since, the, uh, since Notre Dame lost to Wake Forest – on February 4th by 17, they had lost six consecutive games, all of those games by eight or less, and I think all but two of those games by four or less. So to your point, they have been playing everybody close, and they have been playing objectively better. It just hasn't resulted in wins. So it's actually it's nice to see them uh, them able to to you know get a win, especially over a team like uh, like Pittsburgh, and to send Mike Bray out in a good way. On the other side, let's talk about what that win probably question mark means for Clemson and also we can take Cole's call and uh go from there all right we'll do that 654 Roy you want to join us on the phones or on the Adams Curving text line our one of the program continues after this
Needing to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or wood chipper? Or maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor? McNeely's Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union, McNeelyStoreandRental.com. Or call Matt for a quote today, 828-553-4338. Griff's Farm and Home Center has expanded with a new greenhouse and is now a Do It Best Hardware member. They have everything you need for your home, farm, and garden with products by Fox Farm, miracle Grow, Diamond, Valspar, Cabot, and a new paint department that can handle all of your needs. Located behind the Burger King in Pendleton, visit griffsfarmandhome.com to learn more or call 864-646-3259. If you mention The Roar, get an additional $5 off any $50 purchase during March. This summer will be hotter than ever. Country music artist Darius Rucker will be heating things up July 28th at the Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert presented by Upcountry Fiber at the Anderson Civic Center. Only at this upscale get-down can you hear Darius sing your favorite songs and give back to local upstate charities at the same time. Visit southernfriedcircuit.com to buy your tickets today. That's southernfriedcircuit.com. Tickets are limited, so act fast. We'll see you at Southern Fried Circuit with Darius Rucker on July 28th. Again today, sitting with our good friend Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, listener asked, Walt, I did not get done what I needed to get done on Medicare during annual enrollment. Is it possible that I have one of those special election periods that I hear you and Gary discussing? Very good question, listener, and do not feel like the Lone Ranger if you did not get done what you needed to during annual enrollment. The simple answer is a strong maybe. Medicare has over 100 special election periods, and it's very possible that you qualify for one or more. Give me a call, and we will get into more detail. 864-307-8484. There you go, listener. You may have a strong possibility of SEP, special election period. Just call Gary at 864-307-8484. And remember that Gary will shepherd you through Medicare in the unlikely event that he does not represent a company plan that you're interested in. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. We're your flagship station for Clemson baseball. 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day.
phone call. 654 is the number you want to join Cole on the phones. Let's talk briefly, since we brought it up, about the, uh, about the impact that the Pitt-Notre Dame game last night would have on Clemson. Uh, if you missed it, 88-81, Pitt falls in South Bend to Notre Dame. That improves Notre Dame's uh, ACC record to a gentleman's 3-16. And, and uh, it drops Pittsburgh down into a three-way tie for first with Miami and Virginia at 14-5. and five. And now you've got to start really thinking about some high-level math because you've got five teams within one game of first place with only one game to go. Well, let, let's just start with the top three uh, seeds. And if the favorites, so Miami and Pitt play, Miami will be favored there. Virginia hosts Louisville. Virginia will be favored there. Clemson hosts Notre Dame. Clemson will be favored there. If the three favorites win on Saturday, that's your top three. Miami one, Virginia two, Clemson three. That is important from a Clemson standpoint because I think we would all agree you would rather play NC State in that first game, you know, assuming NC State advances, than you would Duke in game one. Uh, Duke is probably the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, so, you know, at least playing their best relative to how they played at the beginning of the year. I So I, that's why I say Notre Dame did Clemson a big, a big uh, favor last night in that you now have an opportunity – a, a real opportunity to finish third. Um, the key there is if if Pitt were to win at Miami, Pitt finishes first and Clemson most likely finishes fourth. And then of course you have the uh, the you know the Clemson Duke matchup in game one. Uh, finishing third in the conference clock I think would be huge. Just saying that out loud, you know, I. I had a conversation with Mickey this morning and I to which I said, you know, we talk we focus so much about being in the NCAA tournament that you kind of forget the fact that this is a team that most likely finishes third in the ACC where most seasons we're going, man, if you if you get to seventh in the conference, I like if you can get up to seventh, that'd be awesome. Uh, I mean, you're talking an opportunity to finish third in a 15-team league. I don't care if the league's up. I don't care if the league's down. I would say that's pretty good for Clemson basketball. Would you agree? I would agree 100% with that. And furthermore, I think the further up you finish in the standings, the more you're daring the committee to leave you out. Mm -hmm. You're daring the committee to tell somebody the third-best team in a 15-team league is out of the tournament and the sixth-best team in that league is in. The if I if I figured up all the scenarios correctly, NC State is a lock at number six, no matter what happens. But that's right. The the two key games this weekend, uh, in, in term, I mean, that are going to be that should be really competitive. Uh, Miami Pitt, obviously, that is that's for the conference title. Pitt, as a side note, there, Pitt wins, they win the conference. Pitt loses, they finish fifth. Most likely, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, Pitt yeah. goes from a regular season title to only getting a single buy, not a double buy. Um, 
And then the other game is Duke. Uh, Duke can finish fourth. Duke can finish fifth. And and then, but mainly what it does to North Carolina. Uh, I mean, you get in all kind of tiebreakers. They they if North Carolina loses, they have a tie with NC State. But NC State's going to have the tiebreaker there because they beat Miami and North Carolina did not. Um, but I mean, it, it gets it gets crazy when you get to seventh and below in terms of like from seventh to, to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um, there's all kind of stuff that can still happen. Well, and then you've also got, you know, if let's say North Carolina and Wake Forest are tied, uh, they split with each other in the regular season. That would mean Wake Forest wins uh, at Syracuse and North Carolina loses to Duke. They're now tied for seventh. And then who knows how the tiebreaker goes? Well, because yeah. the top five could be all kinds of screwed up. Right. And then, it, yeah, so you then you have to figure out who the who the top seed is. And there, you know, I refer you back to Miami Pitt. It, it like, uh, I, f- I forget how that works, but Wake Forest has an advantage. Has an advantage if Pitt wins, I believe it is, and Miami has, or or vice versa. Wake has an advantage if if Miami wins, and North Carolina has an advantage if Pitt wins. It's crazy. Let's go to the phones now. Let's go to Cole in Clemson, who joins us next. What's up, Cole? What's up, Carl? How you doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for getting in. I'm going to talk about baseball. I got one thing about basketball. I want to get your uh, view on this. Uh, if you win if you win Saturday versus Notre Dame, I think what the committee should do the job, I think we should be in. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, we've talked about this this week. I think if you're 22-9 and nine overall, you're 14-6 and six in the league, you've got four quad one wins and seven quad one and two wins, you should be in regardless. I think those are yeah. good enough numbers to get in. And, and you're, talk, you're talking about uh, you would leave the, the third-place team out, but most likely the sixth-place team, if they win, if they beat Duke, is in. I, I don't know about that. And the tournament's never left out a, a double by team in the conference tournament, right? In the ACC. That's cor- that's correct. It's never uh, it's never happened. I think one year maybe a Notre Dame got like a ten seed or a nine seed or something like that as a top four, but they've never left one out. And so it would be. I mean, I'm, we're not talking seventy, you know, sixty or seventy years of history. But we are talking about some significant history, like a decade, where uh, you yeah. know the top four seeds are guaranteed to get in, pretty much. And now with the baseball side, um, you know, we got to stop leaving runners on base, especially in scoring position when you got them on third and second, one out, and you don't score those. We should have easily scored twelve runs Tuesday night, easily. Well, I would say this. I would say you should have at least scored seven, which would be enough to win. And uh, we talked about this yeah. yesterday briefly. Didn't have a lot of time to discuss it. But if you look back at the three situations that Clemson really left a lot on the bone, second and third, less than two outs, two times they struck out uh, with the bottom of the, you know, the bottom third of the order up, and it was two different players who struck out. One of them struck yeah. out looking. And uh, so you can't – you obviously can't have that. And then the other one was bases loaded one out and in an inning where you already scored a run and you run into a double play, which should, I mean, the ball's hitting the screws. So just uh, take that for what it's worth. Once again, 
Clemson barrels a ball up and, you know, guy makes a good defensive play, but then you run into another out on the bases, you can't do that because then you got bases loaded, two outs, a lot of things can happen still, and you're in a good part of the batting order as well. You're right in the the heart of the order. You know, it's just one of those things that you – you feel like you feel like this team has enough good older players that that should not be an issue, uh, and and yeah. yet it is right now. And so you've got on the one hand you got to make contact, you got to move those runners, especially in two strike counts. Um, they call them team at bats. And then the other one is uh, you can't run into outs, especially you know if if your run doesn't matter as much. Like if if you're not the lead runner, you can't be running into outs on the bases. Yeah. It- and what really was, I think it would have tied the game, if I'm correct, when Gerald hit that uh, double to center and Ferry didn't even go halfway. He sat on the bag waiting to tag. And if he's halfway, he scores. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Brad Owens and I talked about that. I didn't mind that quite as much, um, at least in the beginning, because you do want to make sure that you advance one base. But there was a, there was a point in there where you you kind of figured that the ball was going over the the right fielder's head, and so you you uh, you felt like maybe he could have gotten at least a couple steps off and starts uh, you know taking his momentum that way. The other thing is if you catch it, you can always go back two steps, tag in advance at that point. So I would have liked to see him get a little bit off. I, how much I think is open to interpretation a little bit, but yeah, I, those those are the kinds of little things that quite honestly. This team is, you know, this team is four and four. They are a lot closer to being good, I think, than people realize. Um, I think the, I think the issues though are noticeable, and they are, they are small things, but they are significant small things. Small things, and that's the, yeah, I mean, and that's the difference between you know getting swept this weekend against South Carolina and winning the series to me. I feel like last year our problem was we just couldn't hit consistently. Hitting's not our problem this year. Like you just said, it's the small things that we're doing wrong that are losing big games. That's right. Cole, I think it's a great point. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, that, that's an interesting subplot. There's a lot of things we can talk about with, uh, with baseball. We will do the show today because we a lot of time on me, one of the fascinating things is look at four and team that's lost four straight games and say, well, honestly, you know, it's it's not there a significant to me. I, hey, Quack. I, sir. Hey, uh, do, let's do a qu- little quick reset. Real, okay, wait a minute. I think you're good now. Talk to me. Okay, I'm good okay, now. Live I'm radio. So, I don't know what's happening. It, it's just all right. We're good. Now, yeah, you're back. You're back clear now. Okay, good. I don't really know what's happening. That's uh, live radio from so. multi-sites. Okay, very good. You know what? Let's go to the phones because Looper's been waiting, and we'll get him in this segment. That means I have less to say. What's up, Looper? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, uh, that was a great break. I didn't know, you know, Pitt lost that, that we could fall in that third slot. I didn't know that. You know, I'm, you know I was you know, looking for fourth. But, you know, uh, people feel sorry for Pitt. I don't. You know, uh, hey. They sure took care of business. Now, uh, Miami and uh, Clemson, I got a feeling the odds is in both our teams' favor that we're going to probably win these games. So, you know, there you go, Pitt. Uh, we trumped you in the regular season. We're going to go right up bogey in number three, and you just go back to five. And I think we got a good chance of winning this tournament. I mean, this is the best chance. I, not, I, I think it is the best chance I've seen over the, since the 60s. <laughs> 
that we can win this tournament, and I'll take it out there. All right, thanks very much, Looper. Appreciate the phone call. You know, Ben, if I were to if I were to handicap teams that I feel like have a good chance to win the ACC tournament, and this is with a game remaining, and we can reset this next week for sure once we see seedings and matchups, I still think Miami is a team that has the best chance to win it because I think they have the most ways to beat you. I'm not sure that Clemson isn't in the second group where maybe – Maybe Miami's the only one that I think has like a, a discernibly better chance than Clemson to be able to win the tournament, uh, especially given the fact that Clemson has got a double bye. Am I am I missing a team or two? Are we tracking on that? What are your thoughts there? Uh, no, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. And, I mean, and it's easy to uh, – okay, let's go back to what I said, the middle of the season. Miami looks like the best team in this league. They still look like the best team in this league, uh, and, and and I think they're going to win the I think they're going to win the regular season, and then they're going to be the favorite to win the tournament. But as we learned last year with Virginia Tech, anything is possible, and especially this season, where there's very little separation between number one and number seven and number eight. I, I mean, you got a couple of games separating teams right now. That's a lot of similar programs in a tournament format where anything can happen. The other thing is, and we went through these scenarios, if the favorites win, that puts Clemson in a situation where you play NC State in game one and most likely play Virginia in game two to get to the championship. I will take that right now. Realizing that when you get to the, when you get to the second game, it's going to be a hard game. I mean, you know, it's the four be- it's the four remaining teams at that point. It's going to be a tough game. I'll take my chances against Virginia again uh, because of, I mean, Virginia really good. They impressed the heck out of me Tuesday night. But I also saw a Virginia team that is so beatable. They are so beatable. And Clemson has a good shooting night instead of a bad shooting night. And on a neutral f- court in Greensboro, they'll beat Virginia. So give me a – you know, I'm not saying that they will, but, I mean, you follow me, that's that's not a game that you go, there's 0.00 chance you win that game. I, I don't yeah. feel that way at all I, about either of those two first two matchups. Give me a, cha- uh, give me in a championship game. I, I I don't care who the opponent is. I'll take my chances. You know, I, you got a puncher's chance at that point. And let me tell you this before we go to break. First of all, the nothing as you said, nothing about that Virginia game screams no way you're going to win the next time. That just, it just was not one of those games. The second thing is with NC State, there are going to be some people going, "Gosh, it's so hard to beat a team three times." And here's what I'll say: uh, Yeah, it is when you're when you're winning close. Clemson is significantly better than NC State and has blown them out twice in a year where NC State's not really just getting blown out by a bunch of teams. So I, that gives me confidence. I think they beat them a third time and a fifth time and a tenth time. They beat them every time uh, this year. Yeah, I would feel good about going into that game. I'm not worried about the math working out there. Yeah, and you know, but at the same time, in in a tournament, there's no game that you just overlook either, including NC State. But to your point. You've beaten them twice, and it sure did not look to be a fluke either time. And, and 
So having to play him a third time, I mean, if I ask you right now, Quok, of all the potential first-game matchups, realistic first-game opponents, would NC State not be the one that you would want to play? Yes, NC State would be the one that I would want to play, period. Of all those teams 5-8, to eight, I think NC State is the one that you match up the best with. In fact, I want to talk about that more after this. 654 Roar is the number. We'll return for more in just a moment. Carolina Auto Connection, the little dealer with a big heart. Celebrating 14 years serving the upstate. With no haggle pricing and no dealer fees, their customers come from all over the world. They have the lowest prices on the best pre-owned vehicles. Their staff is straightforward and honest. All vehicles are 49-point inspected and serviced, so you can buy with confidence. Carolina Auto Connection, 1434 Boiling Springs Road, just off I-85 Spartanburg. Call 864-814-DEAL for an appointment or carolinaautoconnection.com. Mattress shopping? Look no further than Engineered Sleep. Visit their showroom in Greenville and try the ES Duo. This two-piece hybrid mattress is their most popular seller. If it's in stock, pick it up the same day or schedule a delivery. Setup is free. Plus, they take away your old mattress. Manufactured mattresses in Greenville for 90 years. Call 866-244-0898 or go to engineeredsleep.com. Save up to $600 and get two free pillows with code WCCP. Better sleep. Rest assured. Hey, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers. Fall is the time to enjoy great football with family and friends, but underage drinking should never be a part of the scene. Underage drinking is against the law, and that includes providing alcohol to anyone under 21. It is never okay to provide alcohol to minors. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws this football season. Help keep those under 21 safe and alcohol-free. Check out phoenixcenter.org for more info. Get ready to slam dunk those dirty carpets with zero res carpet and air duct cleaning. As the madness of March approaches, it's time to get your home in order. Zero res uses no harsh chemicals, leaving your carpets safe for your family and your pets. Whether you're hosting a watch party or just need a refresh, the cleaning pros at Zero Res have you covered. Right now, mention my name, Mickey Plowler, at The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Hey Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The making of world-famous Sunbrella products has opportunities for experienced pros and candidates who are new to manufacturing. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate, plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. The generous benefit package includes paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching, a pension program, free on-site medical care, a 24-7 fitness center, and more. Apply at join.sunbrella.com today. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. McNeely Store and Rental, your hometown local steel dealer for sales and service. With spring around the corner, steel has leaf blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and mowers that'll make your life simple. With both gas and electric models, our AK battery homeowner systems start at just $199.99. They're not sold at Home Depot or Lowe's. Two convenient locations in Clemson and West Union. Learn more at mcneelystoreandrental.steeldealer.net. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718 1449 West Union. 
best, both created from an unrelenting commitment to the cowboy lifestyle. Boot Barn has proudly offered Wrangler denim since 1978. Throughout the decades, we've supported the Western community far and wide, with roots unshaken. At Boot Barn, every Wrangler piece represents a proud Western legacy. Boot Barn. Keep West. If you are looking for first-class service, consider first-class halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. Your game day connection to Clemson football. All day, every game. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Hour one continues out of bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead. In the uh, Greensboro uh, downtown Marriott uh, and the Upcountry Fiber Studios, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 654 Roars and Umber, you want to join us on the phone, 654-7627. Talked a little basketball, talked a little baseball. Text from the 864 asks, what does Clemson need to do to make the tournament since fourth or better in the ACC isn't good enough? Well, first of all, we don't know that fourth or better in the ACC isn't good enough. Uh, we, in fact, it has never not been good enough in the, you know, decade or so that Clemson has been in a 15 team ACC, uh, and, uh, texter, this is Spartanburg J also says also having Clemson not be in when they're a solid quad two team used to help teams like Duke again, uh, fair point. Um, I, I feel like personally that, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting, Reasoning being shown by not the committee necessarily, but by sort of the bracketology industry with regards to Clemson trying to surmise what the committee might value and not value. Nothing says that the committee has to think about things like Joe Lenardi. Uh, he's using historical data in the way past committees have acted to try and make sense of this situation. So I think we, I, I know that everyone would like to say, you know, especially in this conversation, everyone would like to be able to say, okay. If you do this, then you don't have to worry about it. In reality, I think that because of the particulars of Clemson's resume, there's very little that Clemson can do at this point where you're going to go into Selection Sunday feeling super-duper confident in Clemson getting in the tournament until you see the name. And mm-hmm. we can, and I think everybody knows, Ben, how we stand, uh, where we stand with regards to whether that's fair or not, whether that's reasonable or not, but I do think that's the reality as it stands right now. I, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I would say, you know, I'm on record, as you know, that Clemson shouldn't even, I mean, they, they should be in based off of what they've already done, but it doesn't feel like that's the case. So if that's not the case, what I think should be the case really is irrelevant. Um, I would say you feel pretty good if Clemson wins Saturday and then Clemson win, or yeah, Clemson wins Saturday and then Clemson wins, uh, next Thursday night. I think you're feeling much better 
at that point. And, you know, then you, because you were then talking about another quad one win and then in the next game, most likely a quad one opponent. Both of those things should help you. And it also puts you, as we mentioned earlier, you're talking about the third place team playing in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. I just don't know how you could ignore that. I, I just don't. But uh, stranger things would happen. The safest bet right now is the obvious bet, and that is to win. Win a couple of games. At least win a couple of games. And and look, I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but a, a couple of games is certainly doable. I mean, I think that's certainly realistic. And I don't know that winning that winning the next three is not realistic. That's correct, um, and that that's why we can have these conversations because it's not like you're asking for a hope and a prayer that's got a, you know, an insignificant chance of happening. These but, are but all like, and then you, highly but, realistic scenarios, right? You you lose one of the next two though, and you're you know you're probably not. I mean, you're you're probably not going. I, I, I mean, especially, that's right. Especially if you I mean you lose to Notre Dame, you're not going. It's it's as simple as that. So in a way, I mean, you look at. You look at Notre Dame and uh, kind of as a play-in to a play-in game. And then look at what would most likely be NC State next Thursday night as a play-in game. I, I think that would be the mentality I have. Well, and the other thing that I would the other thing that I would note here, and we can talk about this because today begins the West Coast Conference tournament. And when you start looking, by the way, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine conference tournaments that have officially started, um, counting a couple that start today. The Missouri Valley starts today, and the West Coast Conference starts today. Uh, if if somebody besides St. Mary's and Gonzaga wins that tournament, then you're talking about bid thieves. And that's another thing to think about is a St. Mary's, a Gonzaga, a Houston, somebody who's in regardless needs to win some of these group of five leagues because if somebody besides them wins these group of five leagues then everybody gets bumped down one spot and so if you're a bubble out right now you need no you've got to win and you need no other carnage because there are some teams that may be in the tournament today who don't get in because their space gets taken up by somebody else and that's the you know that's kind of the issue this time of year too is that you you never really know like the like texters are asking exactly what you need. You don't know. You don't know what you need because you don't know what's going to happen around you. You don't know who's going to take bids, all that kind of stuff. That That's why this question gets uh, gets to be a little bit tricky. Um, and a texter from the 864 says you need to win two in the ACC tournament. That that may be true. I mean, if you want to make it academic, yes. I, I Ben, uh, I, I, I still sort of agree with your thought that if you get one more quad one win against a top 50 team in the ACC tournament – and beat Notre Dame, that you're going to be on the right side of the bubble. But again, then you got to wait on uh, you got to wait on everybody else. You you win two in the ACC tournament. I don't think you're sweating it on Selection Sunday. You're watching to figure out where it is you're going to be playing. Uh, you win one, you're you're probably still sweating it. All right, can we shift gears? I want to talk about this. Uh, I want to talk about this baseball series coming up a little bit. Um, and I'll give maybe a little better breakdown of the how the teams play might uh, match up against each other tomorrow because I think there's still some questions about 
how Clemson might match up. Um, uh, South Carolina, I think, has more pieces that are solidified. Ben, there there is a story that I, I'm just a, I'm a little bit irked by. And I don't know if I'm the only one, so feel free to tell me if you think it's a big deal or not a big deal. I am a little bit irked by a lot of the conversation surrounding Monty Lee's return to to Clemson this weekend. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Monty Lee, uh, I've, I still have uh, great respect for Monty Lee. Um, I would consider us friends. Uh, we were friendly the time he was here. He was great to me. I think he's a good baseball coach. I think he's a bright baseball mind. Just didn't work here for one reason or another. Uh, he gave a press conference where he tried to minimize basically his role in this rivalry this weekend and his return to Clemson as a uh, as a storyline. And Ben, for the life of me, I don't understand that. For you, one thing, you don't understand. Go ahead. You don't you don't understand money minimalizing it or. Well, here's what I would say: It is not normal that an assistant coach would give a press conference before a series that is not normal in any sport but football where you talk to coordinators uh that in and of itself is a story the fact that it's enough for an assistant coach to step up to the podium and have a press conference is kind of a big deal so that's number one number two i this conversation about you know will they will they boo him or not i don't think monty lee's getting booed because i don't think assistant coaches get booed I, like, when is Monty Lee going to get booed? That, that's what I'm asking. This conversation about, about whether to boo or not boo, I'm thinking, when's the last time that you booed an assistant that wasn't a pitching coach going out to the mound too slowly? I just think a lot of this is a little bit overblown. It's a little bit overshot. To me, the bigger, uh, the bigger uh, sort of negative response is going to be for if, if French and Brewer and Williams get in the game. Uh, that that would be, I think, where the boo birds come. So in, in one way, I think it's silly to try to minimize this because it is a storyline. It obviously is. But also it's silly to think that Clemson is gonna Clemson fans are going to have really any reaction to Monty Lee because he's going to be in the dugout for three hours on Friday. Does it make sense where I'm going with this? Yeah, I mean, I, we, I get that that's a storyline. Uh, former, I mean, it's, a, it's an obvious storyline. But right. But once the game starts, I don't think it is. I, I I believe that's what you're saying. I'm more interested in if I'm a fan sitting in the stands. I'm more interested in Jonathan French and company who were played at Clemson last year and now playing for the rival. I those guys are probably going to hear it. Um, I, I don't. I kind of. I mean, like I kind of respect Monty Lee for downplaying it and putting it back on the players. Privately, though, I think it'll. I think it means a little extra for South Carolina to uh, to maybe win one to, in some strange way, vindicate Monty Lee. I don't. You know, that's at least the way they're thinking about it. I would imagine. You know, and the other thing is that that's right. Monty Lee is getting all the credit in the world for the way the Gamecocks are hitting the ball right now. And there is there is no denying they are hitting the cover off the ball. I don't I don't care who the opponent is. They're destroying the the basketball. <laughs> Football, basketball, baseball, Ben. It's the baseball. <laughs> They're destroying the baseball. Um Monty Lee is the the change there and he's getting the credit for that. So, he's a really popular guy on campus right now. 
Oh, 100%. Oh, he's, he's like the, he's the godsend for South Carolina. In fact, you listen to some of the quotes from the staff there and from the players there. They're giving Monty a lot of credit for simplifying and rejuvenating their approach and some of the way they attack the baseball. And, Ben, it, there's no doubt that it's paid dividends. Now, I'm also going to say this. Ben, if you look at the strength of schedule metrics so far, South Carolina has not been tested. And that doesn't mean they're not a good team. It just means it's okay if you're a Clemson fan to have questions about how good South Carolina truly is. Now, I, again, I, I can go into this more tomorrow because I've got more. I'll have more specifics to give tomorrow. And in, in fact, we're just you know we're doing radio. It's a nice tease to get you to listen to tomorrow's show. South Carolina's rotation is very good. South Carolina's lineup is hitting very well. Um, Clemson's rotation and their pitching staff is not pitching very well, and they've been hit hard. But there is some swing and miss in South Carolina's lineup, and there is some opportunity to maybe take advantage of some holes in some things. But with some guys in that lineup, so you know Clemson is not going to see a significant uptick in talent from what they've seen so far. Because they faced UCF, who is a talented team. South Carolina is the best team they faced. But what I'm saying is the gap between the teams that South Carolina has faced and Clemson is going to be wider than the gap between the teams that Clemson has faced and South Carolina. To me, that's something that you can put in your pocket. If you're a Clemson fan and you're thinking, golly, we might get swept this weekend, or you know, you play like this, you're not going to have any success or whatever, uh, just keep that in mind. That they're like South Carolina has had an impressive start against some unimpressive competition, and it doesn't mean they're not going to come and ball out against Clemson, but it does mean going into the series, uh, I think we have a right to still have some questions about them as well. Hour one is done. In hour two, we'll go to Delvin on the phones. We'll talk more Clemson baseball. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg. We are the roar. What if there was a paint that made you look at paint differently? One that completely rewrote paint's genetic code so it can strengthen any color. What if it's built with better ingredients, even given superpowers? Since Benjamin Moore reinvented the way paint is made, it makes you wonder, is it still paint? Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. The Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. Your independent local Benjamin Moore paint.